everybody. Hope you're doing well. It is Friday, March 11th for another three minutes. It's 11.57 p.m. Uh, Purdue has just held on versus Penn State for only the third time this entire season. Uh, they won a game where they didn't reach 70 points. Uh, final score, 69-61. to 61. Purdue beats Penn State, uh, kind of a, uh, I don't want to say red hot, but a team that suddenly had figured some things out. They'd won two straight, of course, to get to this point since um, they had to play on Wednesday, Thursday, and then uh, had to play Purdue. Penn State played pretty damn well. Um, uh, Penn State started the game incredibly well. Uh, that's really the maybe the biggest story of the um, of the game is how poorly Purdue started before uh, they got their spark, and their spark came in a um, a way that every Purdue fan that I know is stoked to see, absolutely excited to see uh, Brandon Newman gets in, injected into the game, uh, and all of a sudden, not only did the the fans in Gainbridge react, but um, the bench reacted, the guys on the court reacted. Newman had a two. And then he had a three, his first three-point shot made since January 17th. Um, that's a big deal. Um, he finished with 12 points, uh, an assist, a steal. Uh, played great. Played uh, a lot of important minutes. Played both first and the second half. And um, Matt Painter just, I was waiting to start this thing until so I could see Painter. And I wanted to watch the end of the Oklahoma game and now Painter's on. Uh, the Penn State postgame presser was delayed a bit, and then it went very long. So I'll have to react to Painter's comments at another time. Uh, Purdue will play Michigan State tomorrow, I believe, at 3.30 after this victory. Um, Purdue played a game that was not surprising, I think, to most Purdue fans, the way we watched the second half of the season, because they did a lot of the things they've done. They had a slow start. They got the lead. A little different than some of the games where they come all the way back. They got the lead, and they had a significant lead, and then they let that lead slip. I think they uh, Penn State went on like a 16-4 to run or something like that, and Painter finally called the timeout. But I don't understand how this team and this coaching staff don't feel that happening because it keeps happening over and over and over. It's frustrating to watch. I think the entire fan base, based on Twitter, understands when it's happening. Um, and then it looked like it was going to come down to one possession, but Purdue pushed them back finally towards the end, had a couple defensive stops. Uh, Williams had a couple big plays. He had a great play on defense, a block shot, which is, um, you know, it was a great play. He kind of slid down to the baseline, absolutely tossed one of the Penn State players uh, into the what, fifth or sixth row. It was awesome. But uh, let's, let's go through the stats a little bit. Like I said, Purdue wins 69-61, record on the season right now, 26-6. and And... Um, According to Ken Palm and the net, um, and even Haslam, I don't think Haslam updates his uh, equation, but from the beginning of the day, if I'm reading this correctly, Purdue has actually lost ground. And this is one of the problems Purdue's in. We all, uh, I think most Purdue fans wanted to see Purdue get a chance at Wisconsin. Well, Michigan State wins, so now Purdue gets a chance at Michigan State. And the problem with that is, according to the computers, if I'm understanding everything correctly, Purdue doesn't have really much of a chance to gain ground in the net. Sure, the human perception might be good of Purdue right now, which is good, but uh, beating Penn State, then beating Michigan State doesn't do much for you uh, when it's just a 
non-emotional computer looking at it because both those teams are significantly lower than Purdue. I think Wisconsin and some of the in one of the algorithms they were flirting with Purdue, but they actually screwed themselves up too with that Nebraska loss. So um, Purdue is really in the position right now. This is really interesting. If they go Michigan State and uh, uh, even Iowa or IU, um, they will not, according to the net, I don't think they'll gain any ground at all. So this is one of my issues. You guys know, you've heard me say this, I don't like the Big Ten tournament, but exceptionally this year, Purdue could literally come in a three, end up a three. Um, I think if they get to the championship, if they win one more game, I don't know how you can't give them the two because a lot of other teams are losing, a lot of other teams that are in that top 10 to, you know, eight to 10 range. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I never know what the committee's thinking, and neither do you, because it's kind of a moving target. You don't know what they're going to stress that year until after they've already made their picks. Some years it's the body of work. Some years it's how they finish the season. Some years it's if they, you know, didn't have any bad losses. Some years if, it, if they have, you know, generally the good wins overshadow uh, the bad losses. Uh, Jay on the show or on the, on the site is convinced Michigan is out. Uh, because of some other moves, you know, IU getting in specifically. It looks like IU solidly put themselves in the field. I don't think I am in that camp where I could say Michigan's definitely out. I just am not because of, based on what I've seen and what the media thinks of Michigan and what some of the computers think of Michigan, for some reason, I still think Michigan's going to get in. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. And uh, we're not far away now. Right now it's Saturday. It's finally, it's crossed into Saturday. So we've got... Uh, one day, tomorrow, Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, Purdue will get their marching orders for what we've all been waiting for, the NCAA tournament. Okay, now I'll get to, now I'll get to the stats. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, Gillis had a pretty quiet game, but he was doing the little things like he is known to do. Four points. Uh, he had five boards, three assists, two steals. Still stu uh, stuffed the box a little bit. Edie had a great game, but really started off poorly. He missed a lot of a lot of shots early. He was getting absolutely clobbered. Um, there are people on Twitter, multiple people, uh, not calling out one person, but it's about five to six people that always get after me when I uh, call out something uh, that the officials do. And yet, these people don't tweet at me when they watch Edie get his ass kicked for 40 minutes or 30 minutes or 20 minutes, however long it is he plays that day. Edie absolutely gets demolished. Edie got grabbed around the waist and didn't. they didn't call an intentional. That's absolutely intentional by rule. Here's the other thing. When people want to do that to me about rules and officiating, you, I don't care. I don't tell you what I did. I, I coached high school basketball. Um, I, I understand basketball rules. I'm also a fan. I'm passionate. And I get pissed off when things don't go the way uh, they should for Purdue. I think officials stepping in the way and calling a game poorly is one of those things that's kind of uh, out of Purdue's control. But again, all this stuff, the fact that it happens over and over and over, these trends are Purdue. This is what Purdue is. Purdue doesn't take the officials out of the equation by simply taking games over. They just don't do it very often, sadly. So back to the stats. Uh, like I said, Edie, great game uh, in the second half, really. He kind of um, asserted his will a little bit more in the second half. 15 points, five boards, two blocks, uh, two important blocks, too. They were, uh, that's pretty good to see. And he seems to be blocking, uh, blocking shots with more regularity than he was at least early in the season. Towards the end of the season, he started figuring some things out. Ivy had a solid game, 17, 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal. Uh, turnovers down a little bit, too. Uh, had a couple shots that, again, uh, you guys saw the ones I... 
they're way early in the shot clock. He's shooting a three from very deep. And as Painter has always said, that's as bad as a turnover. He goes one for four from three. Purdue shoots the three 35.7%, but they did a big thing that you guys know is my pet peeve, and I think an important, important thing. And this stat may be extremely important tonight. They hit 70% of their free throws, went 12-17, 70.6. That's my breaking line. I told you guys that's what I think Purdue needs to do every game to be successful. Um, but let's see. Um, Hunter played a solid game. Uh, Hunter is playing good basketball. There's no other way to say it. Um, he's been solid for the last month and a half or so. He's knocking down uh, big shots. He was two for three from three. Uh, he had one where he hit a three and got fouled. He missed the free throw, uh, but a big opportunity. And I was listening to the radio at that point. Um, I had a commitment earlier in the evening, and so I was in transit. And Rob Blackman absolutely went ape whatever when uh, when uh, he hit that three and it was counted. Uh, and, he, and, he had, and he got the opportunity to miss the free throw. Uh, Stefanovic, very quiet night, two points. 0 for 3. Um, Trey Williams had nine points, uh, five rebounds, five assists, and then, again, Brandon Newman, 12 points, two rebounds, and assists. Um, oddly enough, we didn't even see first play, and if anybody knows why that is, they can tell me and sound off. Um, but I, am go- I plan on watching this press conference that's on right now in my, in my office here and uh, maybe have some, some things I can glean and take away from it. But looked like a great atmosphere. I had an opportunity to go to the game. Multiple times people said, you want to come? I got tickets. I don't like this event. Uh, it's right there with the Crossroads Classic for me. Um, and they showed on TV why I don't like it. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was just like half the arena down low was IU fans. I don't want to be around those people more than I have to. good friend of mine, one of the people that offered me tickets, is an IU grad, but I think he's an exceptional person. Um, He's not like the rest of them. So, uh, but I, I still didn't go. I don't, uh, I don't love this event. I do know, I do remember when, when Purdue won the Big Ten tournament back when uh, the Baby Boilers were sophomores, I believe. You had Grant and um, and Kramer. I, I think they were sophomores. Um, but that was that. That was a super fun. Um, it was ironic. That was a very fun thing for me to watch, but at the same time, it was like the end of my love affair with the idea of the Big Ten tournament being important because Purdue got that, and they didn't change their seed at all. Um, T. Rick says, uh, BTFU, great win. Glad to see Newman play more. Now they need to play IT less. Um, well, there's only so many minutes to go around. We all know that, and that's um, you know that's kind of the thing that Painter has to, has to figure out. Um, I'm glad Newman got in though. That just it literally warmed my heart. Love to see that. Um, uh, ben Gloyd says, "Do you anticipate first playing at all, at all against MSU?" I yeah, I do. Um, I I don't. I mean, maybe I need to. I, maybe I need to do some homework. But yeah, I absolutely do. I I, I anticipated him to play today too. So, um, but. Like, again, uh, there's only so many minutes. Uh, I'm a little surprised he didn't, but when Gillis is doing that, you know, lunchbox thing, lunch pail thing, uh, which he does every game, it's kind of tough to get him off the court, but, um, you know, that's, you guys have figured out, that's the guy who spells uh, Gillis, so uh, only so many minutes, but I I, I like first on the court, too. It's a bit of a change-up, very different game, so. Um, Okay, so, uh, yeah. Okay, it's a good point. It's got to be addressed. Unused Channel says, how about 
Williams windmill dunk. And there's a couple interesting subplots on that. So if you didn't watch the game, which you probably did if you're listening or watching live right now, uh, Trey Williams had a great open court steal uh, above the top of the key, anticipated a pass, knocked it away, went down. I thought they were going to call the intentional, or not the intentional, just the foul, um, Herrer or whatever his name is, Herrar um, from Penn State, the, the big uh, the big uh, white power forward center or whatever. He kind of grabbed that. I thought they called the foul because it looks like Williams gets far ahead and it looks like the ball slips out of his hand. No, no, they didn't call the foul. There was no whistle. Williams just tried to give the old windmill and the exclamation point on the uh, game, and the ball slipped out when it was at about, I don't know, about right, like, I can't do it, because I'm not, it was it was near the backswing of the windmill, it was way early, ball just kind of flew up, um, and Williams left it off, and then Ivy gave him a hard time, and interesting enough, those two points would have helped Purdue cover the spread, um, I don't gamble, I know a lot of you do, um, I surely would never gamble uh, on a Purdue game just because I'm already stressed out enough. So, uh, but if you're paying attention, which you probably are, things like that, that's that's uh, that kind of stinks. Uh, John uh, Younger said, uh, didn't want to tweet this, but not, but my take is Newman is getting IT's minutes uh, and it makes this team better. Okay, so I don't know if I just narked on you. I apologize, John. Um, but uh, I understand why you didn't tweet it because I think, you know, it doesn't matter what. If you have a take that is opinionated and it uh, can it all be looked at somewhat negative about a player, sometimes you get people jumping on you. I, I understand why you say it. Uh, I, I like both these guys. You know, you know, I like this team. Individually, these are awesome dudes. Uh, they're just really likable bunch. I, I wish they had more of a killer instinct. I wish they had the ability to can understand what they're doing right when they – um, when they get ahead, but they painters talked about this all season. They don't have the ability to continue doing what made them great or what got them there. Joe Tiller used to call this uh, riding the horse that brought you, and he would, he would use that not only for personnel but also for the style of play and things that did things that they were doing. Um, offensive coordinator at that point, uh, Cheney used to always say, "Well, I'm going to call the same play until you stop it." Same idea, right? So when something's working. Keep doing it until it stops working, and um, Purdue tends to go away from their strength when they get leads in the second half of games. It's bizarre, uh, but they've done it all season, and Painter says he doesn't know if they're getting cute, if they're trying to impress somebody, but whatever the case is, they've done it over and over and over. Kevin Pass says uh, the rest have eternally hated us for as long as I can remember. I don't see. I don't. I mean, like, I understand why you say that. Um, I think part of the problem Purdue has, and it's literally been the focal point of Big Ten officiating meetings, is Purdue always has a big seven footer. Many of the years, they're the one of the only teams with one seven footer, let alone two. And so the refs have tried to figure out how to call the game with those guys. And they're such a focal point with Purdue's offense. These guys need to figure out how to do it. They still haven't figured it out. I'm watching, by the way, uh, Illinois highlights, right? Just came up as I, on cue, Kofi Cockburn comes up there, seven foot one, 290 pounds, whatever he is, just a beast of a man. He's probably more than 290. Um, he's such a strong dude. But um, it doesn't seem, because I've watched a lot of Illinois games this year, it doesn't seem they cower away from calling fouls when Cockburn gets the ball to me. Um, they do have a hard time officiating these guys because they are so much bigger and stronger, and they don't call everything. I just watched a play, a highlight, where they didn't call anything. Cochran just got whipped, like just completely pushed around and hit. But anyway, 
it's part of the deal, and uh, we should all learn to deal with it. I clearly haven't. Neither have you, uh, <laughs> Kevin. So we got to learn to deal with it. Um, ben Gloyd said, let's run Sparty out of the gym. Sure, why not? Let's do it. Uh, they owe some revenge, but this team all year, we've seen this. Revenge doesn't motivate this team, uh, which is weird, and it's foreign to us as Purdue fans. I think we have a generally have Purdue teams with a chip on their shoulder. That's just kind of how it is. This team doesn't play that way. They don't get pissed off at losses. They don't. They don't. They don't bring up the past. They're bigger than me again. So, um, uh, <coughs> pardon me. Oh, one point is a good point. Purdue is the only double by team that advanced in the Big Ten tournament. That's a pretty big deal. Um, and I don't know if that's such a great thing uh, for Purdue. It really is an indictment on the rest of those high teams in the conference. That's Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, and who am I missing? Illinois, Wisconsin, and can't think of it. Illinois, Wisconsin. Oh, Rutgers. Dagnabbit. <coughs> Good brain. <laughs> Always slow. Um, let's see. Yeah, um, now Kevin passed just naming officials. Uh, Ted Valentine, uh, Tom Rucker. Uh, I don't think his name was Tom Rucker. Uh, I could. There's another one named uh, Higgs, I think, was a, not very good either. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a long time. There's a, there's a Valentine. Um, who's the other one I was thinking that would always go with him? Yeah, didn't me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Congratulations, Purdue fans. Um, Purdue advances to the semifinal and um, gets a chance to play Michigan State again. So that's about it. Hope you had a uh, great evening. Thanks, thanks for, um, thanks for, uh, thanks to our sponsors. There we go. Got it. Thanks to our sponsors, Gridiron Metalworks, uh, Martin Vintage, and AJ's. They're all great, uh, great Purdue families. Check them out. Uh, I think you may still have time, but Martin Vintage had a sale, free shipping sale today. And you can use that in conjunction with Boiled at checkout. Enter Boiled at checkout, get 15% off, plus free shipping. Now you're talking major savings, like you're losing money not going there and buying stuff. And that was a game day discount, so I assume it's still going, but I don't know. I don't know what the good folks at Martin Vintage are doing, but they did uh, send me an email. Not me personally, but you and I. Anybody who's bought stuff from them uh, today saying that that was the deal. So you may want to go with that if you're, if you're on the edge of buying something. So um, Kevin Pass just says, it's been years of pain, Boiler Dad, years of pain. It's also been years of joy, bro. Things are, things are, we got, let's, let's shift our perspective a bit. Do you ever think about things, and this is, this is one of my clothes on, but do you ever think about things, what it would be like to be uh, a Rutgers or a Penn State fan or a Nebraska basketball fan, even football recently but the programs that uh have really struggled and just not won many games in the past decade that's that's a tough place to be in i mean winter is tough enough especially if you're living in indiana like i am and many of you guys are um gray indiana winters just kill me january and february are just absolute dog meat horrible horrible times but for me and um Purdue basketball, honestly, is one of the best things going for me. So I'm, uh, I'm glad to be a Purdue fan. I'm glad that they have had such consistency and Matt Painter has figured some things out. Every year he seems to figure one more thing out, and, um, but I wish he'd figure out this year when to call a timeout, maybe do it a little bit earlier as a team's making a run and absolutely just kicking them in the groin over and over and over. So 
I think right now, if I were get a betting man, I'd say Purdue still sits at a three seed. But I don't know. So that's about it. I'm almost at 20 minutes. That is far too long to talk about this game, and I've done it. And I appreciate you guys being here live and you guys tuning in taped as well. God bless you. Have a great day. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. Purdue, Michigan State, tomorrow at 3.30 at Gainbridge Conseco Bankers Life Fieldhouse.